0: This is the Value Investor Podcast with Tracy Reineck. All things value, all the time. Welcome back, value investors. How do I top the 300th episode, which we just had last week? That was the one that had the advice from Buffett's 2008 New York Time op-ed when the stock market was Uh, selling off so to speak in 2008 there during the financial crisis and he said to buy American and said he was too how do we top that now well how about we look at the cheap banks I've been talking about the banks for a while now and even in that episode we had a bank in there and they have sold off here in twenty twenty two maybe not as bad as tech I don't know many of them that are down, say, 50% year-to-date, but there are quite a few down at least 30% now. So pretty severe bear market in the banks. Uh, when I'm recording this on October 12th, 2022, they're about to all report earnings. Third quarter earnings are coming. So if you're listening to this at the end of October or even in November or December 2022... These banks have all reported. You should go check the earnings estimates, go to zacks.com, Z-A-C-K-S.com, put in the ticker there, go to the detailed earnings estimates. It's on the side of the page there. You can see the link and take a look and see what those earnings are looking like, what kind of revisions were done after this earnings uh, season is over, because a lot may change, even mainly for the better, hopefully. Fed continues to raise rates here. So this should help a lot of the banks, but it depends on what type of bank you own, what their business is, and uh, what they're emphasizing in that business. So um, some banks will see more benefit than others from rising rates. And then you have some banks that are going to get hurt from, say, mortgage declines, Nobody's refinancing anymore, so they're losing all that kind of business, or even just the housing market grinding to a halt. They're going to just lose new mor- mortgage origination business. But many banks may benefit if suddenly I decide to put more money into my savings account. Remember the savings account? Yeah, those haven't really been a thing for quite some time now, well over a decade. But what if they are? What if I can get a couple percent uh, you know, interest? on just a regular savings account i might move some money into there and then the assets under management at these banks rises and that's how they can make money so it's a lot of moving parts but i'm going to take a look at mostly big banks today and then uh i did screen for just kind of like the smaller regional type of banks too and i'm going to talk about one or two of those as we go along here today but Um, you know, they've sold off, they're cheap. But what does cheap mean? It doesn't necessarily mean, uh, you know, the shares have been cut in half, kind of cheap. Cheap was of uh, as share prices was in 2016. That's when a ton of bank insiders were buying. If you were in my insider trader at Zaxx in 2016, you know we were we were loading up on a ton of banks then. Uh, there were like nine insiders who bought at Keycore at the beginning of 2016. And then Jamie Dimon, the CEO of JPMorgan Chase, He was CEO back then, and he's still CEO. He bought $25 million worth of shares in early 2016. So he made a big bet then. But I did take a look and kind of see where the shares are now. And even though JP Morgan has come down big here in 2022, and it's down, I think, over 30% now, um, it's not anywhere close to the 2016 levels. But that doesn't mean on a valuation basis they aren't. Cheap, because valuation looks at things like earnings and um, sales and price to book. These other metrics, not just share price, to you know as, as a uh, determining factor of what is cheap. But in our minds, if something is sells off thirty percent, we do tend to think that that's pretty cheap, right? So. For this podcast, though, I do want to look at valuations. You can look at PEs for banks, and we have used that in the past. But really, you need to look at the price-to-book ratio. That's the P slash B that you see on a lot of financial sites. And that um, is what bank analysts use to find cheapness. And there was a bank analyst uh, a couple years ago who just said the simple thing that I've said in many podcasts more recently, because we do care care about the banks again. And he said, buy the banks at a price to book of one, and then you sell them at two. That has always been kind of just the MO. Two is expensive. One is cheap. Anything less than one is really cheap. But you do have to start to ask, why is it less than one? Is something else going on at the bank And, you know, why is the street rejecting it so much and allowing these shares to be that cheap? But I'm going to talk about that in a second too. So I screened for price to book under 1.5. I didn't go all the way up to two because it's buy at one, sell at two. So once it starts to get close to two, I don't really want to buy it. I'm looking for cheapness here. So I just did it at under 1.5 and that would give me everything. And then I did add uh, dividends over 2% just to get a dividend. But I'm pretty sure many of these banks are now paying over the 2%. I guess I shouldn't say all the banks because I actually do own one that is paying under 2%. But uh, the ones we're interested in, we want it over 2 might as well get a dividend for our problems, right? And if these stocks are going to sell off big, I might as well be getting something for my patients here. So price to book under 1.5, dividends over 2%. And then I searched by industry. So zax.com allows you search by sector, search by industry. I briefly thought about searching by sector, which would just be finance here, but that's a big group and that's going to include like insurance companies and I didn't care about them. So I had to go to industry and I started off with uh, the biggest one, which is major regional. It just says banks slash major regionals. And there's not that many in there. um, But with the 2% dividend yield, I got 13 stocks. And then I basically looked for the ones with the lowest price to book. And I'm going to talk about a couple of them right now. So these are the bigger banks, as I said, because it's major regional banks. And that includes, you know, like the Bank of America's of the world and those. So the cheapest bank on this list. And having looked at the list of the other smaller banks by region um, indicates that this might be among the, the cheapest out there of any of them <laughs> and at least paying over 2% on the dividend. So uh, it's not necessarily the cheapest, but with that dividend yield, it is. So um, by the way, I did not put an Esax rank on this screen because for this type of, Thing, I didn't really care about this X rank you uh, can go look at it once these companies report earnings and we can see if we have decent X rank but most of the banks are one twos and threes for the most part right now because it is one of the few areas where the earnings estimates at least aren't being cut and if anything they might be being raised and we'll see after this earnings season but okay. Let's talk about the stocks. So the cheapest one is Citigroup. Ticker C, I've talked about it on many podcasts recently because it's it's just dirt cheap. And so it keeps popping up on any of these screens. Price to book is at 0.4. So you can see that's way under one. You have to be asking again, why is it this cheap? Why is everyone rejecting Citigroup? And we're about to find out on earnings. So tune in there if you wanna know. Dividend is now yielding about 5%. So pretty huge on the dividend year to date shares are down 32 percent now. Um, so everybody's getting out of it and it has a lot of international exposure. so we'll see how that plays out in this next earnings report. but that's Citigroup ticker C. Then another one that made this list, the next cheapest one was the Bank of New York Mellon ticker B is in boy K as in uh, Katrina. K is in Katrina or Katie. K is in Katie. Uh so BK is the ticker here. I haven't talked about this one in a while. Price to book is just 0. 0.86. It is paying a dividend yield of 3.9% and this one year to date down about 35% now. So it's really on sale here. And so again tune into the earnings report which is coming up imminently at the end of this month. Then the third stock, um, I'm skipping over the third stock because as I was uh, looking through, it is the next cheapest one with the price to book of 0.94, but it's not really a bank. It's like financial services. I'm just going to say what it is. It's State Street, ticker STT. Dividend is yielding 4.1%, year-to-date down 35%, but this is mainly uh you know financial services like investment management research trading they run the spider products they have 66 billion in assets under management in the spiders they have 3.5 trillion in assets under management as of june 30th so big asset manager a little different than the bank a little bit different type of business even though some big banks also do the Uh, this kind of uh, institutional investing kind of thing, (laughs) this kind of thing. Um, But I, I did really want more of a standard bank, like lending and, you know, mortgages, things like that. But uh, it made the list because price to book is just 0.94, so that was the third cheapest. And again, that's State Street STT, but I'm kind of skipping over it um, as a bank. So I guess that's number three. We'll keep it at number three. So number four, Wells Fargo. I've talked about them a lot lately, too, ticker WFC, WF as in Frank, C is in Cat. They are big in mortgages, although they have been lightening up on that area of the business because it does give them a lot of exposure to that volatility. But they are still quite heavy in that area. And they are going to see issues as that refis and new home purchases have fallen off a cliff. So price to book here is 0.96. So we can see now why it's cheap, why the street is kind of rejecting it. Dividend is yielding about 3%. Year-to-date, however, these shares are down only 15%, so not as bad as some of the others that are down all about 35% now. This one down only 15%, uh, but again, it has been in the doghouse for several years, so uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens on this earnings call. So then I switched over to look at some of the other screens and just kind of see how many banks fit the screen there. And then you have to look by regions so there was one two three four five regions and i'm going to give you like how many banks showed up in the screen in each one so the southwest region had only nine banks so it's dividend over two percent price to book under 1.5 the west had 25 banks and that includes like hawaii northeast uh had 72 banks so a lot there but northeast has a lot of those old older banks a ton of uh small little branches and things smaller little banks midwest 24 banks and then the southeast 46 banks so really just the southwest with just those nine banks that qualified I didn't take a look at all of them, but I did pull out a few of the low price-to-book ratios on some of these. And this is where, because I did not search for market cap or anything like that, there are a lot of small cap banks out there that are publicly traded. So if you actually got rid of the dividend yield and just looked at how many banks are out there publicly traded, it would be literally... Thousands possibly. A lot of these community banks. Some of them, you know, are as small, some trade on over-the-counter, but some are small as, you know, 10 million market cap, or maybe even a little bit smaller than that. So a lot of these are um, like I said, very small and lightly traded. So these are ones where maybe you just happen to have money at that bank, you know, something about that bank because it's really hard to get information about them, even though they may have a rank if you know one analyst covers them for whatever reason. So, one of the ones that I pulled out that was cheap is called AmeriServe Financial. It's ticker A as in Adam, S as in Sam, R as in Robert, V as in Victor, A S R V they are trading at just $3.70 and just with a 1000 shares volume a day so this is one of those that's very small cap market cap of just 63 million it's not even as small as the 3 million dollar one i saw the other day but 63 million so it's going to be very hard to actually you know trade this one by any means but it's still out there you could um price to book is just 0.6 Dividend yield, 3.2. So I do like it when these small banks pay the dividend because you're you're not really faking the dividend. Somehow you have the money to pay that out to shareholders, right? So I like that. Year to date, these shares are down, but only 4.1% because they're not heavily owned. So everybody who owns it is probably in it for the dividend and it's just kind of holding, holding pat right here. They are located in Johnstown, Pennsylvania. They have branches from Pittsburgh down to Maryland and they have 310 employees, according to Yahoo Finance. So they're not as small, again, as some of the ones I've seen. But these are ones, you, these types of banks, you really have to be, uh, you know, up on the know. You have to be in the region that they operate in because you have to kind of have, you know, insider knowledge. Like you... Work there, or you live down the street from one of them, <laughs> or uh, you've always banked there. You have your house loan from them, or your business loan, that kind of thing. And you kind of know what's going on. And even these smaller banks, you may even know the president of the bank, you know, the vice presidents. Or again, they they gave you loans, so you go over there and you talk about your business with them and let them know how it's going. And you shoot the breeze, and they tell you how their business is going, that kind of thing. So. Some of these very small, but um, interesting that they're cheap and they're making the list. Um, the next one I looked at was in the Southeast and um, they call themselves, I think they just renamed themselves because on zax.com, they're called Bank Core South Bank, Bank Core South Bank, <laughs> but they're not called that on their, on their homepage. And it does say like, you know, a new a new bank or something, and they're called Cadence Bank now. And they their little tagline is a premier regional banking franchise across the South and Texas. I think they're headquartered in Mississippi, in Tupelo, Mississippi. So that kind of tells you what region they're in. But they have 400 branches. They're not small. They got $50 billion in assets. And their market cap is $4.7 So I've never heard of Cadence Bank, but I don't live in this region. I'm sure many of you have heard of it or you bank there who do live in that area. So that's what makes the banks so kind of challenging but also intriguing is that you do tend to know your local bank. Uh, dividend yielding 3.4% price to book is 0.66, so really cheap Year to date these shares are more heavily traded than Ameriserve financial down eleven point seven percent so not as bad as some of these big banks which are down over thirty percent kind of the big national banks I took a look at earnings just with this cadence bank um, to get a look and like many of the banks analysts expect next year to see a rise in earnings in this case up eleven point two percent to $3 and 27 cents from $2 and 94 cents this year. We're not in 2023 yet. So nobody knows what's going to be happening, um, with, you know, loan growth and, uh, mortgages and some of this other stuff as we head into the new year. So even a recession can impact bank earnings, obviously, but, Uh, With the Fed raising a lot of these banks that are, um, you know, just kind of lending or have the savings accounts or these kind of basic banking things will see net interest margin rise as the fed raises and that goes directly to earnings so keep that in mind but again you're going to have to tune in to all the earnings reports they're happening mostly in mid to late october here in 2022 that's when we're getting the next update and so tune into those conference calls um, you know, it tells you more than just what the earnings release tells you on the banks, because hopefully there's at least one analyst on the call and they'll be asking, you know, what is happening with loans? Um, what's happening with uh, loan loss provisions? Are they seeing any stress amongst their customers? Either, you know, they can't make the mortgage payment or the credit card payment or the car payment, any of that kind of stuff. So that's what you need to tune in on, on the banks. But they're, all um, are mostly cheap here and some as I've said are dirt cheap and we just covered a bunch of them but there are a lot of options with the banks so that's why a lot of people just stick with the big national banks, but they have uh, businesses that are a little different than the regional banks or the community banks, as they're called. And right now, with these types of market conditions, I actually like the community banks the best. They're not going to have some trading snafu where someone's caught on the wrong side of the oil trade or the gold trade or the copper trade or even the bond trade. No, they're just... they you know lending they're just uh, paying out You know, for the savings accounts, they're taking in money as people buy CDs, which could be happening sooner than we think, right? If I can get a CD at like four or 5%, maybe I will, maybe I'll do that. So a lot again is going on with the banks. That's why I've wanted to cover them on the Value Investor Podcast for a while. And now we're about to hear the earnings. So I'm sure I'll be taking a look at them again after all these earnings come in. So keep a list of your favorite banks. Um, you can do the screening on Zaxx.com like I did. But then even when I screened for the Midwest, I took a look at the the list of those banks and none of them really seemed all that familiar to me either. So it is hard to know what is up with the banks. Um, use the Zaxx rank, which I did not in my my screens right now, but you can use that to find banks with rising earnings estimates where something good is going on there. Those analysts are raising those estimates. And occasionally, you might see some articles about uh, the banks that are going to have the best and most positive impacts from the Fed raising rates because there are a group of banks that will see a bigger boost to earnings than some of the others. And sometimes, you know, just on Yahoo Finance, you stumble across an article that like lists out from some analysts, uh, you know, which banks they think are going to be the winners there on the NIM side, the net interest margin. So keep that in mind, but you're gonna have to dig around and that's part of the fun of it, right? Is finding um, you know, some of these cheap hidden banks that might have some big upside. So let me read recap the stock pick tickers again just so this gives you a list to start at and then you can go from there so it's Citigroup is the first one and it is the cheapest one out of this list with the price to book of just 0.4 and a dividend yield now at five percent but it's been sinking heading into this earnings report so is the street right or is it wrong here we don't know yet so Citigroup ticker C then we had the Bank of New York Mellon ticker BK then I did talk about State Street, but that's financial services, not my favorite area right now, but it's ticker STT, that's down 35%, dividend yielding 4.1%. Then we talked about Wells Fargo, it keeps making these lists, ticker WFC, dividend is yielding 3% on that one. And then we had the smaller banks, Ameriserve Financial, which I just plucked out because it. Uh, was a Northeast bank that was cheap. Price to book is 0.6. It's ASRV. ASRV is the ticker there. And then we had Cadence Bank down in the South, the South and Texas, its price to book is 0.66 and the ticker is cade c-a-d-e with that one so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode because we're heading onward past 300th episode this is 301 and hopefully we'll be you know here for many more episodes looking at the value stocks because they're in they're hot and um some of them paying these big dividends And this is the time for value. There's a lot of cheapness out there. And now is the time to get stocks on sale. So be sure to subscribe. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Amazon Music. We're on Spotify. But get us somewhere. And I'll see you again next week with some more value.